Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. It's a rainy night tonight, and I'm just going to let the rain ruin everything and just kind of do it authentically, organically, even though I edit these things and, and close the gaps when I talk sometimes. But that's just what you got to do. I mean, at least I edit my own stuff. Joe Rogan probably hires someone to edit his stuff because he has a lot of important things to do, like fly around the nation watching grown men act like four-year-olds and hit each other. But hey... You know, it's entertaining, I guess. At any rate, I'm not by any means much of an artist. I don't understand, you know, color theory and how to mix and match and create shade and, and do all these critical skills that you learn when you go through art school or whatever. I've never been through an art school, but I love art. I like looking at art. It's enough for someone to just witness and, and abstract out what the image is and what the image means to you and and to just enjoy its own aesthetic for whatever reason. Maybe there just is no reason. It's more meant to just be experienced and, and to be found with awe, to be dumbstruck and um, die of astonishment. And what insights do I even have? Well, I'm gonna start at a foundation. Like, what is art? Like, the root word art, an artifact. Artifact producing. Artifacts have a capacity to do things. They have a power to generate effects that wouldn't be there otherwise. One such artifact of moving images would be the television. It's electromagnetically guided to have a series of organized patterns in an image be electromagnetically formed and moved within a pattern of organization that follows specific electromagnetic rules and it's, it's streaming in and being processed and produced and the, the color images are, are there and are shifting momentarily as the image is being organized and produced. The electromagnetic color spectrum and placement are going into its respective areas. They're being organized and plotted as they originally were and being coded and being made into the, the uh, original image, being shot across long distances and transmitted into its set. This to me, is the ultimate artifact in terms of art. Because what are you looking at? You're looking at moving images and all this improv and these created shows, these theatrics, which would be art, cartoons, art, definitely made by hand. And with this foundationally is a reproduction of reality. This podcast is a reproduction of reality. But it's still inside of reality. It's still someone being in reality and creating a reality to be beheld that is in reality, but is also not reality. Weird, that's very weird. It's an artifact, art. It's artifact making, creation, representation of reality. And what's the point of art, mostly? Well, if it has any serious point, I think it's to convey perspective, convey phenomena, to visualize and understand the visual categories of the perception, to get you to see what the author of the painting wants you to see. And then you have your own personhood to reflect on that. And maybe it aligns and maybe it doesn't. But ultimately, it's to sort of mirror out your reality is to get you to think about what's being conveyed. Maybe there's a message or maybe that's just an aesthetic opportunity to interpret expression or just visualize beauty as is. And that's very nice. It's kind of funny as I saw an um, image of the Mona Lisa and I looked at her expression. And I'm like, what is she trying to tell people? Why are people so obsessed with this painting? And I thought maybe... 
she's beckoning people to understand that there is some other root fundamental reality like i know something you don't know but i know that you already know it but you don't know it almost like a very clever underneath like oh i i know something secret or something to that effect or just kind of like a, a kind of teasing but also very deeply compassionate something like that art is economics so when i say that it's not like the whole point of art is to make money, but when you look at an art piece and you try to say, okay, I desire this, man, I would like to have this as a possession. What is its value? What all depends on the behavior of the agent that's questioning. Value is very subjective and rooted within a deeper pattern of personal awareness and narrative and psychology. We all know that certain pictures that some people would be like, I wouldn't buy that for $25, honestly. I just wouldn't have it. Or even if I liked it, I'd probably do $50, not $5,000. But then some people would, would snatch it up, even if their purse isn't totally full. You know, they'd just be like, I've just got to have this thing. It speaks to me so much. So art less within its utility, where, you know, everyone would want an iPhone because of the capacity of what it could do and what it generates, you know, what it could feed people in an efficient amount of time and how many. It's mass-produced, so that commodification of utility in an artifact is one thing. Then there is the, this is the only th expression there is here, this unique expression from this person. It can't be mass-produced. You could print it, but I'm buying the original. And this, in itself, on its own, what is its value? And paintings have sold for multi-million. And you could chop this up to just a big old art, you know, sort of scam, dick measuring thing or, or whatever. But everything has um, a subjective appeal to the person. But also, they don't create necessarily subjective effects because we can abstract out very in-line perspectives and can sort of view it and see it and feel it and talk about it in a very similar way. Art has a way of communicating existential truths and things that are really there that you could like work with. It would be a lot different if I was just in a gallery talking to you about how I feel about a piece and you talking to me versus me just coming on here and telling you whatever I feel like telling you. In some sense, the way in which I want to express myself about art alters itself through the artifact of trying to just put together a stream of ideas of what are my thoughts on art and how could I tell you here without looking at you. The perspective and the phenomena of generating the reality and the, and the memory of what is really art, I feel like I bounce my realities off of yours. And when we discuss it, it evolves and takes different patterns and directions and we inspire each other. So looking at an art gallery, you're looking into an art piece at an art gallery, and just talking about what you see in one image, looking at it closely for 30 minutes, just examining the piece and then discussing what effects they create. And then coming on here and just saying like, yeah, this is kind of broadly speaking what art's about and what it does and what it does to me. And we come to appreciate like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And you sort of reflect on like, what is art to you? And I'm just kind of speaking in broad brush strokes on what I believe art to be about and what I think about art. And it would be different if I just kind of came up to you and sort of appealed to your whole experience because art is very much an experience of reality and a perspective. And that's a lot of what uh, human interaction and cultivation of a connection is as well. Is like it's more of an interpersonal thing rather than a personal thing being projected at you or whatever and done through a disconnected mode where like I'm not there personally and I'm just here creating it myself. I'm like making my own little artwork piece on what is art, the whole idea of what is art. I'm just kind of like making that happen 
as we speak. So yeah, so it's just a perspective on just the fact of approaching art in itself, the way you do it, the method is going to change how you are dealing with the reality you're representing. And to visualize direct experience itself, I would always think is just more valuable than having a representation of, of what is seen in reality, that the felt presence of the, of the direct views of experience should be honored and valued more than the representational form. Although we are here to communicate our own experiential ways through some mode and it has to reach people and it's better to do it very passively. I'm a believer in that and I don't wanna fight people on views and things. I wanna represent them and I wanna do it with a microphone more often than not because if you wanna like not listen to me, then just don't. No one's emailed me yet. <laughs> I've had over like 1,300 different people like tune into my podcast and stuff. Or, you know, that's how many downloads. But like no one's ever like really reached out much. Well, I did get a message from someone. Hey, I listen. But anyway, yeah. But if you do like my uh, efforts, hey, drop a couple dimes in the bucket. You know, go to patreon.com forward slash Solomon Stemple. I'd appreciate it. I'm a starving podcaster and artist. I have done art. I've done a lot of acrylic stuff, just shapes and forms. Mainly what I want to convey is just sort of a, a chaotic thing, but also there's like this, this structure to it. There's discernible features and it's very colorful and there's a lot of meandering, but also a lot of like leveling and intricacies that you could kind of like structure in. I just try to blend it all all together and just kind of do what I feel. I literally feel my way through the piece, start at one piece and kind of branch out and go from there, almost like a tree growing or something like that. I just stay on one part and move to the next right next to it and I keep going right next to it, next to it, next to it, next to it. And I typically don't bounce around the canvas too much or broad stroke it. I just, I stay rather detailed. I made like over 30 paintings, 35 Something like that, 30 to 30, 30 to 40 paintings I think I have done. And it was all done within like two years probably. Each not taking too much more than two to eight hours. I think one of them took about like 14, 15 hours to do. Maybe a little more than that. A couple of them took quite a, quite a bit of time. Did I sell any? Yeah, I did sell some. I actually sold some to Wild Bill, that Wild Bill's tattoo in Roseville. He took like four of my little pieces, gave me a hundo. And I was like, oh, cool. I really like those pieces too, but it's like, you know what? I'll just let it inspire people. I'll let it be like an inspiration for some people to be like, you know, I'm just going to tat up some of that. What is that image? Like, yeah, I could do a pattern like that. I could throw it in there or whatever, you know, it probably has happened. They've been sitting in his studio probably, maybe at home, maybe it's inspired him. I don't know. But just the fact that um, like a famous tattoo artist has some of my pieces is pretty awesome. But uh, that's really what I wanted was just for someone who has major skills and a life capacity to deal with art to have my stuff and be like, yeah, that's from that guy. I'm just like a mark on a part of his life. And he appreciated my art. And he kind of saw like a little bit of himself within me or, or something like that. I thought it was pretty cool. And yeah, I've been invited to do gallery stuff, but in the end, it's like I just wasn't there on time and then COVID hit and then I wasn't able to display them. And then I gave all my art away because then I'm like, you know what, art's just art. <laughs> it's not actually that big of a deal anyway. You know, it's in the end, like what is more important is just like having good food and like having shelter and making make sure your feet are warm and stuff. Okay, I'm done with this whole tirade. I will see you next time.